Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. In the beginning, I didn't pitch alone. I pitched with my life partner. I didn't have that much of confidence to go ahead alone. And they told me, it's a women in tech. Be alone. You can do it. My name is Spree Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, this is Minji Zai. I am the founding producer of The Love Story, and I've been listening to Esprit Devora's We Are LA Tech and Women in Tech podcast for the past couple years. I listen to the show to get connected with like-minded entrepreneurs, to get key ideas, what works, what doesn't work, to people who have gone through similar challenges. I also like the show because it just gets me in the know, gets me motivated to keep going, um, especially in times when it feels unclear and I'm in fear mode. I just like to hear stories of other people to get motivated. You could find me at thelovestory.org. We are a journaling portal for people to transform their life tragedy into a love story, one artist journal entry at a time. Thank you. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season. Hi. It's 6.30 at night on a Saturday, and I'm driving to my friend's baby shower because I want to show up. I want to be a good friend. I'm definitely getting there later than I had expected because I was just, I had a hard time motivating. Being an entrepreneur is, um, it's grueling, and sometimes... If you just look at like bits and pieces on social media, it seems like everything's amazing and glamorous and energized, but it's grueling. Like right now, this week, I'm like, how in the world am I going to juggle all of these balls and have energy and take care of my health and show up as the friend I want to be and be mindful of my teammates and making sure that they're okay. And it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And 
I have several moments where I feel completely discouraged. One of them being this afternoon when we had a hiccup with one of the events that we planned. And so it took about, I don't know, two hours to, to fix it. <laughs> and like two extra hours where I could have been, you know, working on the podcast or planning something else or account management or all the things, right? And um, it gets discouraging. But in that same two hours, at the final stretch of the two hours, when I was just feeling like, ah, oh, is this like worth it? Like literally, I was like, is this worth it? I get a new customer, just like that, just like, bam, new customer. And I'm like, what? Just out of nowhere. And I felt like in that moment, it was, it was legit the universe being like, I got your back. Nope, you're on the right path. It's all right to feel discouraged for a moment, but don't give up. And I don't know if you feel this way, but I thought maybe I'd share because if you do ever wonder if it's just you or... I don't know. I'm not going to start to sound hokey. I just, it's daunting being an entrepreneur. It's really daunting. And it literally has to be a combination of, I feel really connected to my purpose and my why. I feel really driven. And that recipe is what keeps me going. And then having the luck of like sometimes having these cool things, like just at the right moment, seeing that like energetic momentum, having a new customer sign up, you know, that's the stuff that keeps me going. Like I missed, there was this thing related to one of my speeches and I was supposed to send something in by yesterday and I had it in my calendar for weeks. And then yesterday all day, I'm like, just get to that, get to that. And then I woke up this morning, I'm like, I cannot believe I completely did not get to that. I totally spaced by midday yesterday because so much other stuff was going on. And now I'm hoping that there's still time to get in whatever they need for the deadline. But it's just, you know, it's daunting. It's legit daunting. And being an entrepreneur right now in our culture is really cool. But I don't think there's enough understanding that... Like, I'm not an entrepreneur because I wanted a really cool life or I choose to be. I legit feel like I was born an entrepreneur since I was a little girl. Because sometimes it just seems like it would be so much easier to be able to turn off and turn on and have a better set of boundaries on the hours applied to work, you know? And know where your responsibilities stop and where your responsibilities start. Um, and not being emotionally responsible for, well, at least that's how I handle business. I feel like emotionally responsible for everyone around me, from my customers to my team to myself. You know, I, I, this new year, health is definitely a priority to me. I don't like that I feel run down and burnt out today. That makes me want to pivot fast to make sure I'm taking care of myself. Because if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of others. And it's just a lot. But then, you know, what, am I going to dip out on my friend's baby shower because, you know, I'm feeling run down? No, that was something that was not, I wasn't going to compromise on. So I'm heading there. I'm going there now. Speaking of, I should get off of this, this voice memo because I don't remember where my turnoff is. So I hope you're having a good day and appreciated the candidness of this little spot and uh, enjoy the episode to come. Okay, bye. countries strong celebrating over 500 women in tech around the world so excited to be here at the baltic sandbox in Vilnius, lithuania this is amazing and i cannot wait to bring to you our next woman in tech hello hi 
Hi. So go ahead, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. My name is Nafise. I'm a CEO of vet for call It's a platform which you can connect your vet easily through our platform and have a video consultation through our platform and order your all healthcare products for your pet all in one place. And what inspired you to create this company? Actually, the idea came when we were in the camp one day and then one dog got hurt and suddenly the idea was Dr. Focal in the beginning and then we thought of, okay, why not for the pets and caring of animals? And you were camping? Uh, yes. So you were in the middle of nowhere and you're like... Ha. Yeah, this we is, were in the middle of the jungle with uh, means like our friend had a dog and yeah. then after that he got hurt and we didn't have any connection with anyone that moment and we were in the holiday and it was really far from any place to reach that moment. That's crazy. And how long has your company existed? We are not registered the company yet, but uh, it's a one year we are working on the idea and we are uh, making the platform and website. You need to say that over. You are a company. You've been working on this for a year. You have to own it. Okay, we are a company. And Say it, we are a company. We are a company and we are working on it. Yes! It's now, it's a year. You're a company and you've been working on the back end, developing it, working out the systems. There's a lot of logistics and politics involved, regulations in, in the technology or in developing the website. So you're putting together the groundwork to make this something that you could offer to the public. Is that, yes, is that accurate? Yes, of course, of yeah. course, yes. It's funny, when I created We Are LA Tech, I failed in the past. And so I was really heartbroken over, over my startup failures. And so in 2012, when I first created We Are LA Tech, I called it a concept. And I continued to call We Are LA Tech a concept for about two or three years. Okay. Um, maybe it was even more than that. It could have been four years. And it wasn't until I was having a gathering and there were my paying customers were there and people who worked for me were there. And I looked around the room and I'm like, huh, maybe this is a company. It's not a concept. <laughs> but even yeah, right. with that, even with that, I still wouldn't accept that this was like a business because I had failed before. So I'm like, I'm not calling it a business until I know it's successful. Right. Exactly. And then years later, like in, in 2017. So I started in 2012 in 2017 where I'm sitting in the office with these two awesome girls that worked with me at the time. And one of them, she had gotten her MBA and she looks at me and I was still calling it a concept uh, in oh, 2017, okay. <laughs> right? And she, she goes, Esprit, we're going to create a mantra for you. Your mantra is this is a business. And like <laughs> every day the girls were like, what is this? This is a business. This is a business. This is a business. And it's just, it's scary to like the word, this is my company or it exists and this is real. When you maybe don't even have paying customers yet, when you're still trying to figure it out, when you don't really know what your business model is, when you don't know if something will work, it's just scary to say, I have a company. Yeah, right. That is absolutely right. <laughs> This is a feeling which is happening you, because you you need a perfection. You are you are thinking that if you are reaching hundred percent of what you think, then you call it as a company, right? Yeah, totally. And so for you, my gift to you, this is a company that you have. Yes, 
of course. <laughs> and and you're simply building it out right now. Yes. And so where are you in the building out stage? What have you done so far? How many people are on your team? And uh, yeah, tell us everything that you can. Yeah, we have a CEO of the company. I'm CEO of and we have two IT professionals who are working in our website fully. And uh, we have the MVP product, which is minimum viable product. Yes, and it is working. You can register yourself and we are waiting. Our expert vet is coming to our platform, register, and we will start with our pet owners soon. So right now where you are in the company is you're looking to partner with veterinarians. Is that right? Uh, Yes, we are looking for partner who can help us in digital marketing and the partner who is can connect us with the vet community. With the vet community. Yes, or vet clinics. And how many co-founders are there? We are two, actually. Two co-founders. One, yeah, one founder and one, I'm a co-founder, yes. And how did you meet your co-founder? He is my life partner. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love that term too, life partner. I was just dating someone and, and I called them, I don't know why, I just liked saying the word, it's my partner. There's something beautiful about the word partner. Yeah, it's, it is my life partner. I so. love it. And, okay, we're here in Vilnius, Lithuania at Baltic Sandbox. Is this your first accelerator? Yes, of course. So what attracted you to Baltic Sandbox? Here, actually, they have uh, lots of experts. It means like every day we involved with a different expert. We learned a lot in different angles from the technical, financial, law, and marketing, name it, yeah. business, A to Z. Yeah. Uh, we learned a lot here, and uh, really they are great experts who can really open your mind, give a good path to you. It's not like that you are nowhere. You are in the bright path which you can walk. At least you can walk in, in the world. Totally. <laughs> in the business world. I, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I participated in the pitching workshop yesterday and it was absolutely awesome. It's a, It was by the author of pitchingforlife.com mm-hmm. and it was so cool. Like I got to rework We Are LA Tech in front of you guys. And I remember at one point I was feeling really stupid in my pitch and insecure and I crossed my legs and you gave me the amazing feedback like, remember not to cross your legs because like that shows that you don't feel confident I'm like well yeah I completely don't feel confident but you were like but you look confident like you sound confident I'm like I do and so how did you feel pitching yesterday and working on your pitch what what did it do for you and your company Actually, they worked a lot in our pitch and our presentation. Honest, when first time without them, we pitched to the audience, no one understood our idea and they didn't understand anything. Right. And after that, when we joined Baltic Sandbox and they give a proper structure, they give a confidence to me. In the beginning, I didn't pitch alone. I pitched with my life partner yeah. and I didn't have that much of confidence to go ahead alone. And they told me it's a women in tech, be alone, you can do it. Oh. And they made me a structure from the A to Z and they told me how to do it and how you can be successful. So I did it. I noticed with Baltic Sandbox that they have a very strong emphasis on empowering the women in tech community. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about that. Actually, their goal is bringing more women as entrepreneurs because uh, as you know in the stats then 34 percent of return of investment women is more successful than men but as you see women is not believing in themselves they are feeling shy or they don't have a confidence sometimes but in Baltic sandwich they are proving you that you are unique you have that power and as a woman you can do a business 
and they are really supporting and great group. And now you you live in Vilnius now, right? Yes. And are you from Vilnius? No, I'm not from Vilnius. I'm from Iran. I came all the way from Iran to here to have my startup, own business, and you know, give the service to the world. And why was Vilnius the right place to headquarter your startup and your life? Because uh, first of all, it's a hub of IT. The IT and the internet is too fast here, and it's a great environment to start because it's a small country you can start when you want to do the business is better as per my opinion as sort of the small country try it see the response then you will grow it is the best place to grow because right now is the right time in Vilnius because so many international companies are attracting in Vilnius and their economy will grow very soon totally very yeah is this your first podcast interview yes yes <laughs> and many more to come. <laughs> and I like to ask sometimes, like, were you nervous to do the podcast? In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. I'm Saranyat Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. Were you nervous to do the podcast? Mm, No, I was very comfortable with you. Is it because we had met before? Mm, Yeah, kind of, yes. Maybe? And and this duration of two months, we had lots of practice. And in this practice with Sandbox, they gave that confidence to me. I love that because it shows for everybody going through that journey where they're thinking, like, how do I possibly embark when I know nothing or, uh, you know, I don't even know where to step? Maybe seeking an incubator, an accelerator to be a part of your journey is an important part of the process. Like, how did you discover Baltic Sandbox? Is it because you live here or is there a place, a website that you recommend go? How would someone around the world be able to search for an accelerator, an incubator that's right for them? Actually, uh, we have search on the internet and even Facebook they have all the time in a Facebook they are putting the ad because if you want to start a business you need them you have to work with them in the beginning even though if you are expertise in your own country but if you want to enter to the new market you need the local people you need the expert person in that local country that place so in any country, you need the acceleration. And easily in any place, there are so many of them, especially you are women, you can search it, women in tech, and the list of them are coming in front of you. And you can find them easily. It's not a big task to find them. So just to make sure everybody heard, go on Google, go on Facebook, search the word accelerator, search the word incubator. But so that people don't find, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the wrong ones exist that are saying that they're an accelerator and incubator, but it's sort of shady. Mm -hmm. 
Baldic Sandbox is not shady. So let's give them an example of what an accelerator looks like. Like question one, did you have to pay to be a part of Baltic Sandbox? No way. The most important thing, if you want to know that they are real, first of all, they, are, they have to support you. If you are a foreigner in the immigration work, 100% they will support you with the legal paper, like the letter that you, are, you, have, you can apply for a visa legally and properly. And another thing, when you're writing the, means like the contract with them, in this case, we are sharing our equity with them. Equity. Yeah, we yeah. are not paying anything to them. It is, they are taking a percentage of your equity. And then after that... But you are paying, in a sense, you're paying through equity. Yes, yeah. exactly. But from different to different acceleration are different. Different equity, some yeah. Some of them are free, but may you cannot trust them. Totally. So I just applied, do you know Snapchat? Mm-hmm. Snapchat has an incubator called Yellow. Okay. And I applied to Yellow. And okay. same thing, they take, I can't even remember what the percentage is right now. I can't remember how much you get, but I think you get, I, I really don't remember. So I'm just going to throw a random number. Either 100000 or 250000 and then they take a percentage of equity. Exactly. Do you get funding as well? No, funding we will get after the attraction. But for sure, you will get the investors and angels, but you, you need to show your business with attraction. Right. Then after that, for 100%, you get the investor and angels, but you have to show something. Right. So with an accelerator or incubator, there's all different types, but one thing to take note of is Typically, and I think so too, I think we agree with this, you don't pay cash to be a part of it. No, you don't. And I have seen those. I think they're, it's kind of shady. Uh, it can be, but uh, for example, uh, from country to country is different. Uh, I applied in Canada. Canada, all of them are taking money. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're legit organizations? Yes, oh. yes. They are not, it's not like they are shady or something. Oh, no. no. They are absolutely under the government. But they take money. Yes. They are taking $40,000 per person. What? People have to pay $40,000 to be a part of the... How do they afford that? It, because if you're a non-Canadian person, because if you pay like that, to them after a year you get your permanent residence mm. it, it is kind of so, you know yeah. attacking for permanent residence but uh, they are not at all shady it, it depends on country to country believe me it's interesting it's like depending on what geography you're in there's pros and cons to all of them and there's different advantages to each one so depending on who you are and what your situation is maybe look into multiple accelerators and incubators I know one thing that I wanted to look out for is incubators in different geographies like um there's this amazing incubator in chile startup chile and like someone with a company like me that wants to create startup hubs around the world with experiences i thought it might be advantageous to be a part of different accelerators in different countries of because course. it would make me more connected exactly to those you need scenes. them but yeah you should not trust all of them right right it depends and because it may, sometimes they are under the government music um, regulation so they are really safe yeah yeah yeah. This is such valuable information. While people are listening to this episode, how can they find you online? Where can they connect with you? Uh, I'm in Facebook, but I, my name is really long. Nafisa Soleimani Ashtiani. Easy. Easy. But you can find me, Nafisa Soleimani, in Facebook. And I'm in LinkedIn as well. Uh, you can They can connect me anytime. Any chance you could spell it for us? Yeah, sure. Nafisa is N A F I S E H. And Soleimani is S-O-L-E-Y-M-A-N-I. Thank you. Thank you for that. What is a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? 
Actually, the most challenging thing was our IT part and digital marketing because our background is absolutely not related to these things. We are coming from the healthcare and traditional type of business. And luckily, we find the right IT people to help us regarding this journey. And uh, myself has studied a lot regarding digital marketing. I, I use a YouTube to learn a lot and make like different papers and I increase my knowledge. That's it. And what is your favorite tech tool, app, website, hardware? There's the software which myself is using daily is Instagram, WhatsApp, Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook. Yeah. No, it makes sense. <laughs> and what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? I advise people who want to enter the business to really don't go alone. Use the expert, use the accelerator in any place, wherever they are, and uh, listen to everyone and uh, don't get panicked easily because this journey is lots of up and down and everyone has their own opinion. But finally, you have to decide as owner of the business as much as possible, uh, increase your knowledge, listen and learn. And I think you will be successful. And what do you want next for your company? How as we as a global community, how, what can we do to support you in accelerating your success? My planning to connect as much as possible with different country and different vets because the first goal which we have is giving the service to the society and people and the pet owners. I love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Uh, no. You're good. No, you're good. I'm great. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. If you want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. Womenintechvip.com takes you straight there. And be sure to say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys. Talk to you guys. Hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye bye. This is Nafisa Soleimani Ashiani founder, CEO of Vet for Call. It's a telemedicine for pets. You can connect anytime, anywhere with your vet. Based on Vilnius, Lithuania, you are listening to Women in Tech. I'd like to tell you about an all-new season of Command Line Heroes, a podcast presented by Red Hat. No one ever said hardware was easy. In season four, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware and in the process, changed how we all interact with technology. In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? And what it took to get here? There was this blue box on a table. And he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer. What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible. How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them. And they would bring them to the club meeting. What are you going to do with it? And nobody had an answer. The key thing about timesharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock. The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted much more slowly. This January 28th, we launched season four of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast from Red Hat. 
And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them. I was the kid that always took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart. This is just another bag on the side of the eclipse, a skin job. Nope, this is a whole new machine. The process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry. We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones, and game consoles. And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement. The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire open source community. The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about. I'm Saranya Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding. So thank you and uh, eat your sandwiches. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.